Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever you are, whatever part of your day that you're in. We're going to go for one of our little walks this afternoon. The uh, wind is not blowing at all. (laughs) I've got a little moonlight uh, and stars. A couple puppy dogs ran out here a while ago. So we'll see how we how we do. Oh yes, the black night fighter, Stella. She came out. She's gonna go walking with us. Yes. So as always, folks, I, I would feel remiss if I didn't do this. For those of y'all that continue to give me a little bit of your time each day, thank you so much. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and and help it to grow week after week, as it seems to be doing, thank y'all so much. Humbled and grateful. And hopefully it's giving you all a little bit of knowledge and hopefully it is helping our country, even if just a little bit. So I, I didn't really intend, folks, to go back to the topic from last podcast uh, about Reverend Dutch's sermon, but I think I'm going to. <laughs> and so... This was, again, this was September 6th, 1774, and this was the first Continental Congress, and their first official act was, again, a call for prayer. I feel like I'm getting a little bit of feedback here. I hope that it's not picking up for y'all as well. So... We read through Psalm 35, which he read there, Uh, read a little bit of a letter, I believe, from John Adams to his wife, Abigail. But I stumbled across a couple other things, a few, actually, and we'll just go for however long we have time today. So I'm going to read a little bit of the first prayer that he offered in Carpenter's Hall, Philadelphia, on September The 7th, 1774. Be thou present, O God of wisdom, and direct the counsel of this honorable assembly. Enable them to settle all things on the best and surest foundations, that the scene of blood may be speedily closed, that order, harmony, and peace may be effectually restored, and the truth and justice, religion, and piety prevail and flourish among the people. Preserve the health of their bodies and the vigor of their minds. Shower down on them and the millions they here represent such temporal blessings as thou seest expedient for them in this world and crown them with everlasting glory in the world to come. All this we ask in the name and through the merits of Jesus Christ, thy son and our savior. Amen. Folks, I, again, I, you know, I had one, one of y'all commented recently to me and said they appreciated how calm I was just delivering the factual information. And, and I hope that I do that. Uh, but sometimes these things get me pretty emotional, fired up. And this is one of them. And so I beg your indulgence 
folks, separation of church and state, the modern version of it, is a just an absolute, complete lie. And the Supreme Court justices that passed it could only have been, in my estimation, grossly ignorant or supremely malevolent in their intent. And no, I'm not real concerned about the fact that they had law degrees or any other fancy degrees. Because when you go back and actually look at the history like this prayer, the very first thing our founders did, this prayer, to God and Jesus Christ, God the Father, not Allah, not Buddhism, not Hinduism, not anything else other than the Christian God. God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. If you can still, in an honorable position, uh, uh, the height of leadership, the Supreme Court of the United States, support separation of church and state to mean that we have to kick God out of any public institution, especially education, you are either grossly ignorant of the history and heritage of your own country, which is a shame, or you're up to something nefarious, which is even worse. And the fact that we have allowed the left to push God out of our institutions, out of our organizations, and out of our education and out of our children's lives in those institutions is something for us to be ashamed of. And there's really no excuse for it. Library of Congress, from the collected reports of various patriots, records uh, They've got a historical placard speaking about the effect of this first prayer in Congress. There's a painting by T.H. Matheson around 1848 about this prayer as well on September the 7th. So these are this what I'm about to read is based on eyewitness accounts that were recorded and are in the Library of Congress. Washington was kneeling there, and Henry, Randolph, Rutledge, Lee, and Jay, and by their side there stood, bowed in reverence, the Puritan patriots of New England, who at that moment had reason to believe that an armed soldiery was wasting their humbled households. It was believed that Boston had been bombarded and destroyed. They prayed fervently for America, for Congress, for the province of Massachusetts Bay, and especially for the town of Boston. And who can realize the emotion with which they turned imploringly to heaven for divine interposition? And it was enough, says Mr. Adams, to melt a heart of stone. I saw the tears gush into the eyes of the old, grave, Pacific Quakers of Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, you know, folks, a lot of times I, I worry that I'm kind of beating a dead horse here and, 
and some of y'all may get tired of hearing it, and that's fine. I mean, obviously, you can just turn the podcast off. You don't have to stay here and listen to it. But I go back to the mantra that the Marine Corps hammered into my head all those years ago, which is muscle memory. And folks, it's not just true physically, it's true mentally. If we don't have these things ingrained in our hearts and minds, which we haven't, we've lost it. I guarantee you the vast majority, even of y'all that are listening to me today, have not heard this information. Or if you heard it, it was so long ago that you don't even remember it. And I I guarantee you that well above 90% of the population doesn't know it. Now, how is that? How do tens of millions, hundreds of millions of citizens of a country as great as the United States of America not know where that greatness comes from and where our founders directed their prayers, their requests, their petitions in their hour of need? God. When you frame it, folks, when you look at it, when you look at the truth, when you look at this information, is it not mind boggling that we have allowed the separation of not church and state even, folks, but God and country? And is it any wonder that we're in the just horrific state of affairs that we're in in this country by any measurable standard, folks? Marriage, a personal faith I should have put before that, marriage, uh, the economy, communities, families, schools, education, culture, entertainment. Every single facet of our society is blinking red right now in alarm. It's mind-boggling. And we've let it happen. We're continuing to let it happen. And and really, I'm probably going to step on some toes here, folks, but regardless of what your opinion is about COVID or the vaccine, we're spending all this time and energy on that. And we're missing the big picture. The big picture is the evil values that we have allowed to be pushed primarily by the left in this country for decades. Rejection of God from our institutions. Murdering babies via abortion. Pushing sexual deviancy on our children via the LGBTQ movement and culture when you talk about adultery and sex outside of marriage. Flooding the country with criminals via illegal immigration, bigotry and revisionist history pushed on our children again via public education, via critical race theory and identity politics. Socialism and communism pushed in culture and again in education. Folks, those things right there are so, so much more destructive than COVID ever even dreamed about being. But we've ignored them. 
because it's hard. Those are hard conversations. We don't want to have those conversations. We don't want to talk about that. No, that's that's too difficult. I don't I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's like the ludicrousy. This is a little side note. I had some people. I've had actually multiple people over the last week or so talk to me about this. Different people, completely different groups of individuals. So maybe that means I'm supposed to talk about it. They were talking about the fact that we have tried to make uh, obesity okay. You know, they call it fat shaming or whatever it is today. And you don't want to do that because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Folks, there's a, a gulf, a valley of difference between hurting somebody's feelings, being truly, well, let me back up, hurting somebody's feelings because you're telling them the truth in love versus being truly cruel and and making fun of people and picking on them, right? You've got somebody that's 100 pounds, 150 pounds overweight. Maybe you could go even less than that for a lot of people, folks. But you got somebody that's super overweight, encouraging them in that lifestyle, you're not being loving. You're not being caring, right? And it's the same thing with these other issues. Just because you think you're supporting them or you're being encouraging, that's not being loving. Folks, you're helping those people destroy themselves. And that's what we've done as a country. I mean, it's it's just inconceivable what we have done via abortion. We don't want to talk about that. Well, that, that's their choice, their body, their choice, right? And 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 by allowing that evil, we have literally allowed the slaughter of over 60 million of our fellow citizens. You know, folks, and I, and I may be losing a lot of people here. Y'all may be turning this off, and that's fine. There was a, and I think I've used this here before. I'm going to use it again because it's so good. Third Marines over in Hawaii, regimental headquarters, commanding general, can't remember the guy's name. Have no idea, folks. Doesn't matter. But one of the things that was required to be posted in our regimental headquarters was a commentary. I'm going to paraphrase here, but it said, basically, train your Marines so well that if any of them die, they cannot come back to you and accuse you and say, if only I had been trained better, I would still be alive. And we could go down that path a lot, folks, as far as the military right now, and women in the military and LGBTQ relationships, et cetera, as far as lack of training and, and risking people's men's lives unnecessarily. You could do it in the police and firefighters as well. But the point is, for those of y'all that are still here listening to me, make sure that some future generation, your child or your grandchild, your spouse or kids in the neighborhood or whoever else can't ever come back and point their finger at you down the road and say, you know, if only you had spoken up, I would still be here. We would still have freedom and liberty. We would still know that our country was founded on God and Jesus Christ and his teachings. Yeah, Stella has decided to come bounding back in. That probably means I need to move on and talk about something else. <laughs> That's probably what she's telling me. Actually, I think, folks, I'm going to leave because I, I had a couple more, but they kind of fit together. Uh, there's some commentary 
maybe we'll do this next episode or we'll do it at some point coming up. Uh, it's, it's pretty blatant too that we talk about this often. The first amendment was never intended to equalize all religions. That was not a opinion of our founders and that was not something that they pushed. And there's a couple of historical comments, quotes, just like I read here all the time that I found that kind of back that up. So maybe we'll, we'll touch base on that a little bit at least. Y'all remember this prayer though, folks. Even if you don't remember the exact words, remember that the very first thing that our first Continental Congress did was come to prayer fervently. It would melt a heart of stone, Adam said. Washington, commander in chief, commander of the free world, before there was even a free world, kneeling on the ground. All of those men, giants, folks, giants in every field across the board, humbly turning to God. If that doesn't humble you in your heart, it should, folks. It does me. It makes me think that I'm quite a little bit too arrogant and that I still haven't turned to God as much as I need to, as much as we need to as a nation. And maybe you never do, but we can certainly work that way. And we can we can look at these men. They weren't perfect. Lord knows the last few years we've had enough people telling us how evil and horrific our founders were. They were quite a bit better than the people telling us that today, but that's kind of neither here nor there. Just remember this, folks. Remember this. Remember the prayer. Remember that's where we turned first. We'll come back to it. I promise at some point. Y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever's left of your day. Thank you, as always, for spending some time with me. Uh, thank you for sharing the podcast for those of y'all that continue to do that. And just remember, folks, how much influence y'all do have. Don't discount it because you do. You have influence and, and you can spread the truth. You can light a candle in the darkness. You can push back the darkness even just a little bit. God bless y'all. God bless your families, your loved ones. God bless America. We will talk to you all again real soon. Looking forward to it, folks.